Blog Talk Radio. I'm a truth terrorist. I'm a knowledge gangster. I'm a black history hitman. I'm a lie killer, urban gorilla. I gotta be a rough nag. Free the Black Panthers. FCBP. Stand for Free the Black Panthers. It's not the black police. That 13th Amendment. Trying to make a slave of me. You can like my body, can't trap my mind, not forever be free. Okay, free the Black Panthers, FCBP, stand for free the Black Panthers, and fuck the black police. Feds infiltrated our movements for black leadership roles, but we still here, finna build here, up coins, hell pro. Show, they got me started, lying hearted, I'm the new Mufasa. And I'm all about Umoja, first in Guzu Saba. Let's bring back the black families, we need our father. Single mama, son and daughter, that's root of the problem. Wise up, we wise up. Unity is so powerful. Black banks, black schools, black gone, black power moves. You telling lies, you think this shit won't be televised. Black power, be scared guys, that be standing there like they paralyzed. Huh? We say fuck the system, cause we above the system. We keep ARs and pistols, shotguns that's worth a crystal. But that's for self-defense, make sure we have no issues. Be sure to leave it at the door if you have it with you. This for them freedom fighters that lost their freedom. Until they freedom, we screaming carpe diem. This for the general. King Khalid Muhammad, we gon' make your day a holiday. I fuck me promise. Free the Black Panthers, FCBP, stand for free the Black Panthers. And fuck the Black Police, that 13th Amendment, tryna make a slave of me. You can like my body, can't trap my mind, not forever be free. Okay, free the Black Panthers, FCBP, stand for free the Black Panthers. And fuck the Black Police. Feds infiltrated our movements for black leadership roles, but we still here in the bill here. Up coin tail pro. RBG, 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 RBG. My sisters, my brothers, the council, the elders, cause that's really all I need. We suited, we booted, don't do it, you stupid, we head to the armory. Black woman and goddess, regardless, my heart just don't fuck with misogyny, foolish that don't tolerate it. Melanated, so you gotta hate it. But rock up, up another conversation. Trump finna get inaugurated, damn. Unify or die, nbpp.org. First and foremost, the new Black Panther Party, no no other Black Panther Party, we are not violent. We are for self-defense and self-determination. The most violent group in this country are the police. What is taking place by the police department to black people across this country is ethnic cleansing and genocide. It has escalated since the day that Barack Obama was inaugurated in 2008. We have a, 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 a people who are only 13% of the population, yet we make up 80% of the prisons. We have 50% unemployment rate in the black community, and it's actually even more than that because they're not counting our people that are in the prisons. The 13th Amendment says you cannot be made a slave or indigenous servant unless you commit a crime. The 14th Amendment forced our people to be subjects of this government. We never had any say in that. We need our own nation.
So did you see that they were burying in Congo? They were, bur they were burying the tooth of, pa of Patricia Lumumba, the tooth. Lumumba was a, a good leader in Congo. And he had been elected properly. But the traitors, working with the imperialists, killed him and dissolved his body in acid. Can you imagine? Prime Minister, the one who won a democratic election, he was killed and his body was dissolved in acid. But there was apparently a Belgian policeman who was nearby and apparently remember had a golden tooth. Somebody had put gold in his mouth. So this policeman took, kept the gold, golden tooth and kept it, took it away. And then when he was dying, the, the, the Belgian policeman, when he was dying, he, he left the tooth with his daughter. The, then later on some people heard about it and they went, got, got it from her. This is the one they were burying the other day. When Lumumba was killed, I was already active politically, 1961. So all these years, we pointed out to the youth of Uganda that you people, if you want to deal with the three, the two missions, the mission of prosperity, and the mission of strategic security, you must have a minimum of the following ways of belief. Of belief. Number one, patriotism. You must be patriotic. Patriotism comes from the Latin word padre or something like that. Father, you must love your fatherland, whether Uganda or whichever country you, you, you are in. You must love it. You must be patriotic. You should not accept sectarianism in your country. Oh, many of these problems you hear in Somalia, clans are fighting in all these areas, Boko Haram in Nigeria, that they are fighting for God or something like that. That bankruptcy must be resisted and crushed. You talk sectarianism, we go against you. Because you are our enemy, you are enemy of our prosperity. We want Uganda to be united so that we can work on our prosperity within Uganda and in each of the countries where you come from. So if somebody comes talking about tribes, about religion, that's your enemy. Therefore the answer there is patriotism. I discovered this is what they call do we have some young people who speak French here? 
Do you have some of you who speak French? Are there some French speaking? Are there some? Stand up and I see. Francais. Oh, comment allez-vous? Ça va bien? Sit down. Now I tried to learn French more than 60 years ago. But I didn't go far. But I kept some words. Famille la porte. Ouvrez la porte. But one which I kept reminding is beaucoup dormir. Beaucoup dormir. That means you are sleeping a lot. Now, the good thing is that in Africa there is a lot of sleepy. Beaucoup dormir. And beaucoup dormir is also good in a way. Because when you are asleep, you don't know what will kill you. A snake can come in the house where you are and it will bite you peacefully and you die without knowing. That's also good in a way. But when you wake up, you start finding more, more, more facts. These Ugandans here, under their, some of their confused leaders, were beaucoup de remir. They were asleep. They were tribes, religion. Okay. Thank you very much. Now, but as you, you talk about your tribes and your religions, can you produce some wealth for yourself? That's what our movement did. We started mobilizing them, and they started produ producing. They, they started producing. Now, and of course, because of the peace, production has gone up a bit. So, they are producing in all maize. Now they are producing 5 million tons. Within Uganda, they are consuming only 1 million tons. So there is a surplus of 4 million. Oh, there is a surplus. Market. Hey. Then we said, but we told you that you should be Pan-Africanist. There is a need for, for maize in other parts of Africa. That's what we are telling you. Some of the people are telling you, tribes, religion, for us, we are telling you, patriotism within Uganda, Pan-Africanism in Africa. That's what we are telling you. So now you are stuck with the maize. Who buys it now? Oh, to watch Chariao. That's how they speak, you know, the Ugandans. They are in no hurry. To watch Chariao. Then the, the cattle keepers woke up. They were buying imported milk from Denmark. Powdered milk. Then they would put in water and call it Uganda Dairy Corporation. 
So we organize them, they start producing milk. They are now producing 2.8 billion liters. But, but Uganda is consuming only 800 million liters. There is a surplus of 2 billion. So what we sell the milk? I said, <laughs> you, you tell me. Because you are talking about tribes. Let the tribes buy, buy this milk. Let the religions buy. No, 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 no. You, look, you look for the milk. Oh, so you want me to be Pan-Africanist? Yes, yes, yes. We think Pan-Africanism is good. And so on. You can go with, with, with the sugar. When these Ugandans have woken up and started producing something instead of dormir, they have now discovered that they need Africa. They need East Africa. So that's why, in addition to biology, you need ideology. And ideology, number one, our experience is that, number one, patriotism. Love each of your countries. Don't allow opportunists to, to, to disturb, to divide your countries along sectarian lines. Secondly, love Africa, Pan-Africanism. Thirdly, you must change. You must become modern. Your families must become modern. You cannot go on with the, 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 the pre-capitalist pre mode, mode of life. You must become, you must build a middle class and a skilled working class. That's why we talk of social economic transformation. That's the third principle in our, in our movement. Society must change. And finally, democracy. Democracy is very, is very crucial. These military regimes, like the ones I hear in West Africa, are of no value because they, they are not accountable to anybody. So at least let the civilians be there and fail and they are voted out. It is much better than having these ones who are, who are accountable to nobody. So therefore, two things for the youth, because you are the ones who invited me. Number one, the mission. Prosperity and strategic security. Number two, the ideology. Patriotism, Pan-Africanism, social economic transformation, and democracy. Then you can, you can talk about the other issues, the, ones you are, the tactical issues you are talking about, how to do this, how to stand up, how to sit down. Those can be possible if you have got a secure framework where you, can, where you can do what you are doing. The countries which are coming up, like India, India is coming up. It's a huge market. If I was in India now, I would be a billionaire because I would produce a product and it is consumed by 1.4 billion people. 
China is coming up. China has overtaken all these digital countries, England, what, all those, they have overtaken them. They are only now second to the United States. Why? Because of the market, the size of the market matters. So therefore, youth, biology and ideology, masibuku. Therefore, listen carefully <laughs> to what you need to do if you are going to go far. Secondly, remember that the issues of the youth are not issues of biology. Because biology, youth, youth, youth is, is biology. But that biology can have youth who have got different ideas. Right ideas or wrong ones. When we were engaged in struggles, like you hear the professor from South Africa, we the freedom fighters were youth, but we had youth who had uh, different ideas. Idi Amin was a youth. When we were fighting Amin, Amin was not an old person. He was a youth. But a youth with the wrong ideas. <laughs> so therefore, I want to caution you, this youth, 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 youth. <laughs> that is biology. <laughs> the question is, what, what, what right ideas do you have? If you don't have right ideas, you run up and down and you'll end up going nowhere. And it's not difficult for the African youth to find these ideas, because they are clear-cut. Basically, you can put them in two categories. Category one is what is, what is the mission of the African youth? What is their mission? Their mission in our time, but also in your time, and beyond your time, was two elements. 
Number one, how would you get prosperity? Prosperity for the African people, including yourselves. Because that's part of the problem. Poverty. Lack of prosperity. And all the elements that create it. Do you want Africa to be prosperous? Or do you want Africa to remain with all sorts of problems created by underdevelopment in a continent which is so rich yet so poor. And when you talk of prosperity, you are talking of really How do you become prosperous? By begging? Can you become prosperous by begging? If you, you are of that idea, which some of the youth who are with us were, because some of them believed like that, that Africa, by begging, uh, what they were calling donors, that Africa would be all right. It's now 60 years since independence and many parts of the country have not moved forward in spite of that aid and so on. That dependency syndrome. My, our line with the youth who were not on the side of India mean was that no, the only way to be prosperous is to produce goods and services and sell them. But in order to do that, you need a number of other things which I will talk about. So, the youth in our, in our, according to our analysis, which is well written, must be in the vanguard of producing goods or services which they can sell within Uganda, if you are Ugandan, within Africa, and in external markets. Every youth should be able to produce or participate in producing a good or a service which he sells or he which he or she sells. That's what mission number one. How to create prosperity through the production of goods and services. Of course it has got all sorts of other issues that go with it. 
which I may not have time to exhaust. Now the second one, second mission, is how to create strategic security in Africa. Because now Africa is the center of, of chaos now, today. What is happening in, uh, in Mali, Burkina Faso, even Nigeria, Niger, sometimes Cameroon, some parts of Chad, Central African Republic, Somalia, Congo, DRC, all chaos, chaos. So how do we create strategic security? This is the second mission. For everybody, but starting with the youth, because you are the ones who, are, who have got longer to stay here on earth before you go to either heaven or hell, whichever. So, these are the two missions. Prosperity through wealth creation, production of goods and services, and strategic security. But then, if you want to produce goods and services, then you have a problem. Who buys these goods or services? Because if you produce goods and services, never mind the other issues which I don't have time to go into the issues of, because you cannot produce a good and a service unless you have got infrastructure, you have got electricity, you have got uh, roads, you have got uh, many other things which you need before you produce a good and a service, which of course you must put in place. But even if you do, you have the problem of where do you sell, who buys what you produce. Because you can get parts of the world, like the North America, which is uh, comprised of two countries, United States and Canada, and Central and South America, which have got, I don't know, maybe 16 or so countries. Mexico, Venezuela, all those, Colombia, Uruguay, El Salvador, some of them are very small, Guatemala and so on, Brazil. Now, in that continent, North America has been having prosperity for a long time.
now almost one century living a nice life the life now is not so nice it they have got some problems but this is recent otherwise they have been having a nice life they overeat where Africans are under eating nice houses vehicles, electricity and so on neighboring in Latin America, South America people are living in misery you see them walking, going to to the United States to look for survival you have seen them walking, being, being pushed back Immigration is a big issue. And yet, South America is one of the richest continents on earth. It has got all the natural resources, big forests at the Amazon, big rivers, very good land, minerals. Some of those countries have got a lot of minerals. Peru, what have you. Even, even petroleum. But what is the problem? The problem is political organization. The way they are organized, being balkanized. Somebody should teach you that word. <laughs> balkanization. You have heard of some part of the world called the Balkans. Balkanization means small, small, small countries. El Salvador, Guatemala, I don't know what, Honduras, Costa Rica, I don't know what. It's not easy to be prosperous in those countries. Even if you produce a good or a service, if you don't have enough people who buy from you, you cannot become prosperous. So therefore, the mission of the African youth, if you don't want to be like the ones of South America, Actually, you are already like that. You are trying to go to Europe, through Morocco, through where? In the Mediterranean. Then, you start creating wealth here, but talking among you to create a framework for how that wealth can be, can grow sustainably. And answer to that is market integration. The African youth, if you see an African youth, 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 who does not talk about market integration in Africa? That youth is off the point. He will add no value. He will just be youth, youth, youth until you just. 
become former youth like myself. <laughs> Without adding any value. So, market integration. Because once the market is integrated, if I produce a good here in Uganda, or a service, and it is consumed by anybody who wants to do so within the population of Africa now, which is now 1.6 billion a year, there's no way you can fail to, to, to grow, the business to grow, and by the business growing, you employ more people, you pay more taxes, taxes are used to solve other problems in the country, then we shall see, we shall say that these are youth who know what, what, who know, who know what, they, are do, what they are doing. So that is mission number one, to create prosperity through market integration in, uh, in addition to, to whatever else you are, you are doing. Then the second mission is strategic security. Africa needs to secure itself against all threats We were colonized by 1900, the whole of Africa was colonized except for Ethiopia. That colonization was due partly to external greed, but also to internal weaknesses. Our chiefs and kings were so bankrupt. could not defend us. And the reason they could not defend us was egocentrism. Each one is a king, each one is a king, this one is a king. They can't cooperate among themselves. Put in your lion skins. When he puts lion skins, he thinks he's a lion. And, and the colonialists were not strong. The colonialists were not strong, and it took long. You can imagine when uh, Vasco da Gama, Vasco da Gama went around Cape Town in 1498, when he went through Mombasa and went to India. The first European to get to Uganda was 1862, Huntington speak. This is almost 400 years. If you calculate it, 1498, 1862, I think it is 364 years, exactly. These, these Europeans were passing by, by Zanzibar, by Mombasa, 
Vasco da Gama after attacked Mombasa and information was coming that new people were coming let's organize ourselves to defend ourselves no, the kings were just here running around with, uh, with the skins and so on Four hundred years, they could have prepared themselves, but they needed to unite also, to work together. So therefore, and when we unite, there is no problem we cannot solve. All these problems they are talking about, these are just big problems. Security, what have you. Bullet too. The Bule is a Swahili word for nothing, those who don't know Swahili. But because of lack of unity, what is small becomes big. I can illustrate to you, for instance, your professor there, Maloka. In 1963, when the OAU was, was formed, was founded in Addis Ababa, there were only 36 independent African countries that time. The other almost 20 were still under colonialism. When, the, when they met in, in Addis, our leaders, some who had some very good strong leaders like Nkrumah and Nyerere and Gamal Abdul Nasser Ben Bella and others they said the whole of Africa must be free at that time there were still parts of Africa where the colonialists were refusing to to, to give up Mozambique, Angola Zimbabwe, Namibia, South Africa, Guinea-Bissau, the colonists were refusing to leave. Our African leaders passed a resolution saying that those parts of Africa must be free, peacefully, but if anybody refuses, we shall remove him by military force. The Europeans laughed. What can Africans do? They just laughed. What can Africans do? Oh. The Africans, our leader at that time, formed a liberation committee of nine, of nine countries which was based in uh, Dar es Salaam. And that liberation committee coordinated with the anti-colonial liberation movements in each of the countries. Frerimo in Mozambique, Zapuzanu in uh, Zimbabwe, MPLA in Angola, 
Swapo in Namibia, NCPNC in South Africa, PAIGC in Guinea-Bissau. This was 1963. Exactly 11 years later, 1974, the African armies defeated the European armies in Mozambique and in Angola and in Guinea-Bissau. Total defeat. Not, uh, in my tribe, when you wrestle and you don't knock down the other person properly, they say you are falling down like women. To, 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 to knock down like a man, you must, you must be down and you must be up. So the European armies were defeated. Chiman, in the manual way, totally defeated. In Zimbabwe, Ian Smith said he would be there for 1,000 years. 1,000 years turned out to be 15 years. He was gone. We had defeated him. So, we defeated colonialism by force. All these problems are created because of lack of unity. That's why we cannot solve a problem like this, all these initial problems which are around. So, so therefore, secondly, you, the youth, the current youth, if you want to be of some value to your continent, you must deal with the issue of political either unity or coordination among the African countries. But in order to do that, it's not a problem. Because you, the, you, the, 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 the whole part of the problem is the way some of the people think. Because when they talk about Africa, they talk about, oh, there are so many tribes in Africa, so many what? No, sir, madam. The African groups are only in four categories by language, four linguistic groups. Group number one, the Niger Congo, group of languages. All these groups from here, all the way to South Africa and to West Africa, Southern West Africa, they are part of that group, the Niger Congo, the Bantus and the Kwa, they are one group, one linguistic group. Then you have the Nairo Saharan, like the Somalis, the Oromos, the peoples of the, the Nairotics, of northern Uganda, northern Kenya, Congo, Chad, and so on. These are called the Nairo Saharan. Then the Afro-Asiatic, the, the Arabs and the Amharas and Tigray. That is the third group. 
and then the, the Khoisan, the Bushmen, the one in South Africa, the small group. So, the people we are asking you to integrate economically so that they, they work for their own prosperity and coordinate or unite or harmonize politically so that they guarantee their security are actually people who are either similar or linked. But because of ideological bankruptcy, all the parasites emphasize differences, tribe, this tribe, this tribe, religion, and you don't counter them, you don't tell them that you, Satan, go away. You are useless. You are against my prosperity. I want a common market of Africa so that I can sell my products. Because me, I am a producer of wealth. I'm not a parasite. I don't depend on anybody. I depend on myself. All I need is a market big enough to support my production. So when somebody comes telling me about tribes, religion, I say, Satan, go away. You are useless. You have no value to add. So therefore, in order for you to go from biology, youth, 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 which is hiding reality, because some youth are confused, some. When Jesus was killed, he was a youth. Do you remember Jesus? <laughs> Jesus, he was 33 years old. And he was killed by other youth. The, 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 the Pharisees, the Pharisees, so, don't hide behind youth, youth. What is your ideological position? Are you for... Are you for... That we are not talking about just youth. Yes, youth is, is one side. But what is your ideology? So, it is youth, it is biology and ideology together. That's how you, you get the forward movement. So here in Uganda, because we have been involved, the other day I saw them.
this night is the Lord your King. Uh, in this environment, miracle night is all highness. Chief Munokanya, Smoka Mudi, Lady Miracle Night, Honorable Richard Minister, who has spoken right here, the Minister of Foreign Affairs, our Department of Police, that are present here today, the Governor of Central Bank. And thank you with the team, together with the Minister of Finance, ourselves, the government, for working to bring about uh, macro stability. It's very important to macro stability in the country if we want to promote investment, trade, so we can support the social sectors. It's absolutely important. Things like inflation are in fact you know, that they're there, they're only provide. It's very important in our agenda to stabilize the macros and obviously open the door to what most of you are here to work towards. I wish to recognize the mayor of Benistor, city of Benistor. I know the provincial minister has said things, but this city is historic. That mayor is historic to the creation of this state. I'll just read your history, you'll see what uh, I'm talking about. But this city is not for the people of It's not for the people of South Africa. It's for the people of time. Things of time. That's important to me, and I think to all of you. Senior government officials, members of the diplomatic corps that are here, our own diplomats that are here, but also those that represent. Um, our friends and nations across the world, you are all recognized, members of the Zambian diaspora uh, who have organized this uh, wonderful initiative. And uh, we really, really appreciate this, what you have organized. Very important. Friends of family, I decide to single you out, friends of family, because in our agenda, to reconstruct our country's economy, we cannot do it alone. Yes, we take the lead, but in each of these things for us to raise the significance, we need to work with the friends and family. And there are many. I met many of them in my early years, in school, in business, I know you met many. Let me invoke that network and bring it to the table, make it work to help us achieve. that we are meeting physically and I'm humbled and gladdened at once. You know, many things have and will continue to be said. I listened to my brother Lucas and Lucas will have had the advantage of knowing for a long time. I've listened to your presentation on Wakanda and I remember telling him that one of the problems we have in Africa is that when one comes up with an initiative, we want to start yet another one. And we must not do that if we are going forward. We must embrace a good idea and energize that idea, notwithstanding the source of that idea. 
And the beauty of this assembly is that we are now wedded to the realization that we have spoken for too long. That does not mean that we will stop speaking. We will. But as my good friend and sister says many times, the mind is where the battles must be fought and won. You know, in the last few days, as I have traveled across the United States of America and allowed my mind to wrap itself around the efforts that have been made by persons of African origin over the years, many things come to my mind. The whole idea that Africa can only regain her lost glory through investment is one that has been recognized times without number. Many of you who are here in the diaspora will remember the very early efforts of Jamaica's Marcus Garvey. When he came up with his project, he recognized that the only way in which we are going to be recognized is to do things that change people's lives. Today, the Chinese are gaining recognition throughout the world, not just because of what they say, but because of what they do. This morning, as we entered this room, and as we're registered or present in this room, we were given little notebooks which are now resident on your tables. If you turn the back of your notebooks, you will note that they are made in Guangzhou in China. <laughs> the Chinese don't have to announce their presence, they are here by dint of that little notebook. And that is what I hear saying today, that Africa must do things that allow her to be recognized without her saying so. A mango tree can say that it is an orange, but that does not make it an orange tree. It is by doing things that we will change. And talking about the mind, it is Malcolm X who once said that if you've been made to come through the back door for too long, even where there is no back door, you'll create one. <laughs> <laughs> and I think many times we find ourselves in a situation where there is a front door, but we are not willing or ready to go through the front door. We want to create a back door for ourselves. The time has come that we must stop. This morning, I received a footage which is doing the rounds. It is a conversation that Brother Louis Farahan had in Malawi in 1998. And he was telling the Malawians that we are tired of being beggars around the world. The time has come that we must do something. This is what Sister Arikana is telling us. 
through the Wakanda city. This is what Shuri is telling us. This is what Brother Lucas is telling us that we have talked for too long. And those of you who are here, and those of you who are listening through technology, there are many things that are happening in Africa. It is easy to get tired. It is easy to be negative. It is easy to relax into depression. It is easy to embrace do-nothingism. But ask yourself what that will do to this generation and generations yet to be found. You know, fortune favors the vigilant throughout history. The evil in Nigeria have a say, made famous by their son Chinua Achebe, when he says that when you see a frog in daylight, you know that something is after its eye. <laughs> Today, many Africans are coming up and the question that some are asking is what is after their life? There are many things that are after our lives. Poverty is running to catch us and to subdue us. And we know the pain of poverty. Wars are running after our lives. So that today if you look at the indices of human development, Life expectancy is going down. Maternal mortality is on the rise. Infant mortality is on the rise. Our young men and women are relapsing into depression. They are cannon fodder for those who are recruiting them to get into organizations whose only agenda is to destabilize the continent. And you see it across the continent. If you don't see it in Nigeria, you see it in Mozambique. If you don't see it in Mozambique, you see it in Ethiopia. And the question that we must ask is, what can we do about it? Impossible is a word that we are quick to embrace, but it's one that belongs to the dictionary of fools and cowards. We must not say that things are impossible. I remember in 1987 when a young man seized political power in Burkina Faso, Thomas Sankara. He said, in order to change the world, you must do things that others will think are mad. This is the point in time at which we must be mad, but mad in an organized way. As I listen to my good brother Lucas, I'm quite certain that many have questioned your sanity. <laughs> when you are making a presentation about Wakanda City, they are saying, why are you thinking like this? I am asking you continue being insane. Because it is only through insanity of that kind that we are going to change the continent of Africa. I look forward to the day in Ghana, when with Sister Arikana, we shall be present there and cut the sword so that we may lay the foundation stone for a city which will become a pilgrimage site for our men and women who are in the diaspora and for others who are living within the mother continent. It can be done and it must be done. So the time is now. The time is now for us 
to rise up and do the things that we must. The time is right for us who are in the mother continent to create an environment where those of you who are in the diaspora can come home. Whether you are in the United States of America, whether you are in Europe or Latin America or in Asia, you must create, we must create an environment where you can come in and support our efforts. It can't be done. Sister Anikana talked about the Jews. Ask yourselves if you read history when these Jews were dispersed. Over 2,000 years ago, then in 1948, they created a nation. There are just a few of them. But wherever you go in the world, you hear, this is a Jewish establishment. I'm told that there is an unwritten code that money must circulate within, amongst them several times over before it goes out. Look at us. The relationship between ourselves and money is so flirtatious that when it enters our pocket is in the business of getting out. <laughs> we must stop that. We must create an environment where when money gets into our pocket it finds a comfortable residence which accommodates it, which allows it to germinate and to grow. Until the day that we do that, we are going to be the scoundrels of this world. And we cannot afford that luxury. You know, when statisticians do what they do best, and they tell us that there are 400 million of people of African origin in the diaspora, I ask myself what it is that they can do, and I hear it being said, that if they, if only one million of them were to decide to give and give consistently, then we could move mountains. But you know, we must exercise certain ghosts which are resident in our hearts and minds. The ghosts of suspicion. The ghosts of doubt. The ghosts of low self-esteem. These ghosts are so dominant in our hearts and minds that whenever we want to move in the right direction, they tell us, please, don't move in that direction. It was never meant for you. Until we exercise those ghosts, we are not going anywhere. So you are here, there is a sense in which you are you are in the process of exercising those ghosts by agreeing to sit here and to listen and to listen to investment and ideas that can propagate the African agenda in a positive way. You are beginning to move in the right direction. You know, Africa has been in the business of saying beautiful things. If you permit me to go down a little into history. I don't want to go too back into history. I just want to go back to 1960. And I hear Africans of that day sitting in Casablanca, Morocco and say, 
These are our enemies as people who have been enslaved, as people who have been colonized, as people who are laboring under neo-colonialism. These are our enemies, that one of them is ignorance, and that we must fight ignorance. That the other enemy is poverty, and that we must fight this enemy, and that the other one is disease. I hear them in 1961 in Casablanca, Morocco. And they don't stop there. I hear them in 1962 in Monrovia, in Liberia, saying the same thing. But I hear them more eloquently in 1963 on the 24th and 25th days in Addis Ababa, Ethiopia, saying that if we are to fight these enemies effectively, we must be united. Because if we are not united, we are too fragmented that we will not make an impact. And they don't stop there. In 1964 in Cairo, they repeat the same thing. They are in the business of repeat. <laughs> but they don't stop there. They stop. They don't stop there. They create the organization of African unity. But the organization of African unity does nothing apart from being a jamboree of African dictators, which meets and spews out speeches which are as follows: as they are useless. And they don't stop there. They meet again in 1975 in Lomé. Togo, and I'm again in 1971 in Cotonou saying the same thing. They meet again in Lagos in 1980 and come up with the Lagos plan of action and say Africa must trade with herself. I hear them, and they don't stop there. They do nothing between 1980 and they meet again in 2013, and they come up with Africa Agenda 2063. We are now in the second decade of the 21st century, which means we have lost 20 years. And they meet again, and on the first day of January this year, they come up with Africa Continental Free Trade Area, and they make the following promises. We are going to break down the tariff and anti-tariff barriers. We are going to allow Africans to move across the continent without the requirement of visas. We are going to allow labor to move. We are going to ensure that our products have value addition. They are telling us, if we don't do anything about it, they'll tell us another story in the year 2063. And you and me will be up in there. <laughs> so the time is now to make real those promises. We must no longer and can no longer afford the luxury of waiting for it to be done by others. We must make our contribution and it is our contribution that will make things change and that is how I understand Lucas, that is how I understand Dr. Ari Kana when she came up with the idea of Wakanda and I can imagine that day, I was not there, but I can only imagine that day when others were watching this Hollywood movie called Wakanda and were agitated about the sci-fi of it, you are agitated about the reality of it. And the reality of it is that we can only give meaning beyond the Polaroid by going into the hard ground 
and describing the Cape Coast for what it is, a dungeon. Describing Elmina for what it is, a dungeon. And then changing that through alchemy so that we have something that can become a pilgrimage. That is how I understand Wakanda City. And let me tell you, I have no doubt in my mind that there is no shortage of individuals who are saying, let us see, because Africans are also fond of saying that, we have seen these many times, it too shall fail. We are in the business of saying that doomsday scenarios. But let us tell them here and now that it shall not fail. <laughs> Let us take a solemn vow here that it shall not fail. And I want us, even in an assembly such as this, even when we meet for a few minutes, in order to demonstrate that it shall not fail, even in meetings such as this, to the extent that it's useful, there is no sorrow in your pockets if you produce even a hundred dollars, even in an assembly such as this. Because a long journey starts with baby steps. It is those baby steps that mature so that even here, after we have consumed these beverages, let them give us the energy to give that we may begin this journey because when we do with our hearts what is resident there so that we speak not the language of the lips but the language of the heart, Africa shall not be the same again. And we must be able to go around in different parts of the continent of Africa many times we'll feel lonely. But is it not in solitude that the greatest ideas are passed? Is it not in solitude that we change the world dramatically? Is it not in solitude that the purity of our thoughts is revealed? And when we have those fewer thoughts, and Brother Shuri it gladdened me to know that there are 65 organizations that are working under the aegis of the larger organization. I have no problem with organizations existing now. Those are different permutations of ideas as long as we agree that the agenda is one and that the goal is one. Let us have all these rivers, but because I've always said this and I repeat it again, the glory of the ocean lies in the many rivers that flow into her. The only thing that we must do is that we must make sure that these rivers are flowing in the right direction. Let us not have rivers that are trying to flow upstream. The Lord of David will not allow you to do that. All the rivers must flow downstream into the ocean. And the ocean that we have now is to begin to invest in the continent of Africa. And as I conclude, let us not be worried. Sometimes we get worried. Sometimes we are in a hurry. We are in a hurry because we think the things will not happen in my lifetime. They will not happen in your lifetime. Because what is your lifetime at the very best? 
If you live to 120 years, then you are the last day in Mithrasala. <laughs> but there is no danger of you living to those ages and there is no reason why you should. But you can immortalize yourself. That is the beauty of it. And how do you immortalize yourself? By contributing to processes that will live beyond you, beyond your children and children's children. So let us begin now. Let us begin now, and I can't wait for the month of December if I was in the business of stopping the sun and causing it to move like Joshua did in the Bible. I would bring the month of December now. But the month of December is now five months away, and I hope that we will be present there. And the beauty is that today, even if you are not present physically, you can be present virtually. And the beauty of it is that you can be present through your bank account. This is the beauty of it. <laughs> and the beauty of Two 
one in the economy England since 2011, another the increase in the debt portfolio. The two are contradictory. If you are acquiring an ability in our basic training, many of you, there has to be double entry and compensating market. There is no asset. The economy goes completely worked out. Because we began to live beyond our needs. Because we began to enjoy the buoyant life without working hard. That's for our colleagues. Talk to any successful nation. They went through the process of re-engineering themselves, re-discovering themselves, policies, legal reform, regulatory reform, procedures, to pass bureaucracy, but more on top of that, they went very hard. Show me Singapore. Show me Malaysia. Show me Thailand. Show me the country after the war, Vietnam. See what is going on in Vietnam. How it? We need that for our colleagues to change that demand for your speech. The mind says. But we can achieve what we want. But we have to wait for it. But we have to also work together. We can let the difference amongst yourselves who are organizing this conference. Smile and others, you tell them the difference. And I'm listening to when you say you quarrel, you argue. That's the way it is. <laughs> but out of the quarrel came here today. That's not good. But the difference of opinion that is not being hatred for each other. It means we are trying to arrive at a better solution. The country is not different. Absolutely not different. A witness for my feelings of the past is not different. So your efforts have to acknowledge that aspect. And I say this without thinking, without shame, with pride. We can achieve what we want as a nation. But we have to rationalize, we have to clarify, we have to make it absolutely crystal clear as to what we want and what we stand So, this hardware, they technically, that should come with professionally, that should come with patriotism, unity. I have decided. Your country went through the process of division in the last 10, about 7 years. Polarization, marginalization. Your government is here to unite the people's army. Your government is here to include, not to exclude. Your government is here to equalize. More importantly, your government is here to offer opportunities for all of these people who are willing to work to achieve something. But also your government is clear 
that corruption is not part of the menu. <laughs> The reason that you have, you have a huge debt, just in seven years. Why and that, we borrowed in the last seven years alone, probably around 16 billion dollars. The reason they are not compensating growth than that, to some extent, maybe it's ignorance, maybe it's other problems, but to a large extent, it's corruption. We should have been standing at a different level now as a country. And these efforts we're doing will add on to the growth trajectory. We're now having to, as I said, invest in macro stability with a bit of pain to stabilize the centers. I'm sure you believe that for a long time, you know, Take the question and almost buy the land once in a long time. You can plan. Plan managed interest. Very important. Because of the things you're doing, you need that environment. We need that environment. To be able.
noche podríamos pasar con tres alas más cuidadas. Su campo de la tierra. Una botella de plato con el nervio asistido. Un otro mismo no es suceso en cliente. Facilitete tres aniversarios. Anhelado de Sánchez y uno menos. Me mandan a curarte de viaje. A la vida. Me mandan a más como a tu tío. Y me doy un primer paso. Voy a estar en tu cielo. Voy a estar en tu cielo. It's not difficult. So we want, we wish to utilize your network to mobilize trade investment. I'll talk about your ability. It's only a small question. You can liberate your relationships. And gratitude to ask the colleagues that got us to talk to us. And then, why don't you understand that you are living in environments where the rates of interest are so low? Just understand. And if you can refinance some of the assets you have in order to reach where you need, to release capital, which is time in those assets. And then you can invest in the next your period or your best, much higher what you retain is where you need. Trust me, I will be like you some years ago. I did the asset essential. I made a decision to come home. I asked the two colleagues every day. They didn't come back home, but still we laugh about that conversation. Forget the politics, just part of life. Because you return here with the discipline that we're bringing in the economy, you achieve more. And pay less. Mobilize resources at the lower cost where you are, and invest home where you stay inside. Risk mitigation issues that are coming to the way we are running the economy. So, beyond yourself, the corporations you work for, with, then let's look at the next type of industry. Between Congo, Dia, and Zambia, large, more than 30 countries to control almost 70% of poverty.
not cheat, not steal from them. It's not business. Again, for my little sins of the past, I know it. So utilize this opportunity. Your continent, your country has said we cannot continue to trade the way we traded 100 years ago. And we 200 years ago, 400 years ago. We've always exported raw materials, including human beings. It's not about reparations for slavery. We send our people away sometimes by those kids. We've been spending and selling copper, copper in this rock form for centuries. Now is the time to produce, to process, to pack, to reaper, to distribute in this matter. They go into it. For the local market, for the regional market, for the global market. Yeah. Higher value items, including processed food. You are aware that there is a looming food insecurity in the world. It's coming fast. And your country has basically the conditions that will alleviate the global food shortage. Take advantage of it. Well, today, share the opportunities, ministers, here, clear and with our colleagues. Share the opportunities, effects. And the conversation we've been having about left vehicles is narrowing down to left vehicle batteries. Uh, but there's only one problem, small problem. There are several other problems. Which you working with General working with uh, Hyundai, working with Mitsui, and your contact with the now bringers of there and locate those processing facilities here in your country. And you'll be part of it, with the shareholder, you'll be whatever you want. The government, we the government, should embrace this initiative. This initiative. So, I always find this option to be a direct talker. Because again, in the country, we got used to betting around, knowing it's around, and we leave the real issues and the right. In a real opportunity. Social media advance, there's a lot of noise, a lot of falsehoods. Please take away the space and the time we need to share materiality, content, real issues. We would like you to take the lead to open doors to tell us, hey, Minister Brady Collin, you are not taking advantage of the climate adaptation path and opportunities. In the and not those opportunities. That's all. If there are nine business opportunities for you, and the country which will create jobs for me, that's the intersection. The common interest we have with the user is to create jobs for them, business opportunities for them, to better their life. 
And then we can look up to the week, the sick, the poor, the fat. Showing us that the first budget will be able to clear lots of retirement benefits for those who are curing other things to find a full year. First budget. We get priority. We can look up to the young. First budget. We brought about clear education again. Again, it's more hopes. Now they're going to that, oh, the police are still because they're not this person. Come on, give me a break. The first point is to acknowledge that. Why is there overcome? It means that there were children who were not in school, but were school boys because they were not in That's the first thing. Now it's overcome, have a problem. The final test is the man that gets it. We have compassion space. Is it better than yes? We did the constraint test. Let's work together. That's for a friend. I want money. You don't want money. That means we're all interconnected. Love, marriage, cousinship, mention. Where does that become? I said that in my difficult days in this country. That we were never alone, even when we were alone in small cells, Zambians were with us. Friends of Zambians were with us. We love the time. They didn't use this family links to create power. Part of what we, we managed ourselves to do is to restore the rule of law, to 
dictators vulnerable mentality in our country. Eleven months ago, ten months ago, you couldn't go to the city back of Minnesota unless you want to commit suicide. If you were smiling and you were known that you were sending you PhD teachers in Zambia from South Africa, you are here in the city, you are signing the but they knew that. They knew it. But it has to be. Today there is nothing else. Passports are accessible to all. Markets are accessible to all. It's part of this agenda to create the right environment. Colleagues. We've already 10 months down the road, down the same decision for granted. You don't want to go back to those days. Those days, they are put in the classes, submit uniform, out there singing, <laughs> and if you look at their pocket, you see their housing, they are not the kind of thing. And they are quick to distract by permission. And so we must work together and say that's not what we want. What we want is what we are discussing here. That's what we want. But as the minister for the press said, uh-huh, let's walk the talk. Give this meeting. After the meeting, check these for things that we agree need to be followed up. Time frames. That's all about cabinet for it. And they're finding that we're waiting straight. And so that's how we went to invite Process is important, but outcome is more important. Deliverance. Those organizers they would like to see an action is at the end of the With clear deliverance and time frames, where you want your government to do certain things, don't be shy. Put those things down. <coughs> if the minister is hiding, send that the secret to come in.
talk to your family members at home that what is happening is not wrong. And we did a good job. Thank you very much. The recent thing that we talked about, the government here, and I guess the commercial banks here, the cost present, I hate to submit. One of the things I do, I'm an old fashioned student. I make notes, and people are talking mental and physical. The statistics you read, Barely the cost of emergency is too high. If it becomes a problem, we should unlock that. Unlock that materiality. What is materiality? It's not, the value doesn't lie in the cost of that arrest. The value lies in more money coming home, and then you can use it in the investment to grow the value. It's like the argument I'm making that about. Environmental impact assessment fee. How can you structure the environmental impact assessment fee to the percentage of the total investment? I need a preemptive challenge. The budget doesn't lie in that thing. In this room where you are, it's almost 25 years. We spent four years arguing to bring this investment where you are sitting today. And part of the argument was that we would like a certain percentage of the environmental impact assessment fee. Do we want that to go to post government remedies? Did you not understand? <laughs> the government remedies will come from the GDP contribution this investment will make. That means jobs, indirect jobs, suppliers of goods and services, laundry, restaurants, eggs, wheat, what dimension is it? Your government is working hard to change this understanding and damage the bureaucracy. In the last government meeting, I think my colleague did like this, I spent a minute talking about bureaucracy. I said, I don't want to call it bureaucracy. Let's work together to unlock this. If you are facing issues, talk to us that I am not getting this and that done. Then we should have it. So back to the peace government, please, let's look at almost instantaneously looking at how we can lower the transaction cost. And in return, we ask you to push more money. There's no free lunch. But in most respects, we acknowledge the challenge. The government is competent, the team is competent, and other people are competent. I think we can get a small item here uh, for me to manage this conference. A small item that will check with the time frames delivered on how and when we lower the cost. I think that would be good to come up with this conference. Yeah. International Organization for Migration, I think it's there to help us. I understand they've done the benchmarking. And where do go? I just want to mention to you this platform that the public private dialogue platform your government has created is passionate to facilitate what you're doing. And maybe 
many people have come with the attempt to this resurrection to bring in the 11 problems so that they can they can agree with the nation on the public private data the formal representation. So we work together. I will not say much. I was going to say a few things around here. Once we bring them on the platform in the team, then the rest we can do together. The idea is to share opportunities, sexual evidence, but to also work together how to cut the progress. I don't pronounce it like that, but I do it to, to diminish the progress. The land issues we talked about, title issues, all of those issues fit in So I won't say much. So let's have a formal representation of the level province of the diaspora on that data. And the rest of them will be this together, will be passed together. That's what I want to say. The issues around transparency, accountability, lowering the cost of doing business, just business process to engineering, all of those policies, coherent, consistent, ensuring protection of private sector investment, and, uh, and here we are not talking about large pockets. I want to share some of the ridicule I've seen in this country over the years, which is this that that HH represents foreign interest. Which foreign interest? Really, let's separate political noise from substance. You, Zambians, you bring investments that help to grow the economy, you create jobs for Zambians, isn't it? You pay tax, isn't it? You contract the service provider, isn't it? You put money in. So when is it that I'm representing her I work for the people of I chose to work for the people of Zambia. Conscious. With all the troubles that we went through, we were determined to work for the people of Zambia. We are really determined today. So let's get the right narrative. If we don't invest in the electric vehicle methods,
brother is going to stay or the child is going to leave. You can't eat a human being when you eat food, you're hungry. You eat what they deliver, what they produce, and how they produce it. This brought me in by saying it's not a white shot. Thank <laughs> you. 
kujijua hata mimi nitawasili Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.